When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to a special podcast episode. I am Andrew Kahn of Wolverine Confidential. I am Kyle Austin of Spartan Confidential. And we are teaming up once again to preview Saturday's men's basketball game between Michigan and Michigan State. We discuss the tragic lead up to the game and what to expect when the teams take the court. Coming up right here on a special crossover episode. All right, listeners, it is Friday morning, February 17th. I am Andrew Kahn of Wolverine Confidential, joined by Kyle Austin of Spartan Confidential. Uh, and we won't we won't bury the lead here at all. There was a shooting on the Michigan State campus on Monday night. Three students were killed. Five more were injured. Um, and this is just there have been some kind of interruptions and strange lead ups to this game in the past with with COVID causing some problems. Um, but obviously, this is on a completely different level. Um, and you got to talk to to Tom Izzo yesterday, um, the Michigan State head coach. I guess what you know, what did he have to say? What is kind of the the vibe with the team, you know, on, on the campus leading up to Saturday's game, which is in Ann Arbor? Yeah, um, he, he he had a lot to say. We spent about forty five minutes with him and just go kind of quickly through their week. Um, you know, obviously on Monday night, a uh, whole campus gets locked down, uh, but it, all the Michigan State players were accounted for pretty quickly. Um, they, they followed all the protocols, stayed in lockdown on Monday, Tuesday morning, um, everything on campus was closed. So the whole team actually went to Tom Israel's house and had a breakfast and kind of started having their first conversations about everything. And Michigan state, uh, brought in mental health professionals right from the start. And, um, it is really focused, not, not just in the men's basketball team, but every every sport um, and for every student um, has really kept the focus on safety and, and student mental health. So a lot of um, a lot of kind of helping people, uh, these students deal with the trauma. You know, Tommy Israel mentioned his his son, Stephen, who's a player on the basketball team, um, was at uh, one of the buildings where the shooting happened, like within 10 minutes of it. He, he went to pick up his girlfriend at a class pulled up and and was basically swarmed by cops and told to leave. So um, the traumatic there kind of hit home for them. But, uh, you know, obviously it, it affects everybody and it affects everybody differently. So um, they they kind of spent the day working through that, uh, took Tuesday off. Um, and then and then they had a Wednesday game against Minnesota. That's been postponed um, to be determined if that even gets played. Uh, but. Wednesday, they did return to the practice court, and, and Izzo and, and athletic director Alan Haller made it clear that that's because that's what the players wanted, um, and they started preparing for Saturday's game, which I think there was some doubt for a time uh, if that would go off his schedule, but 
um, here at least on, on Friday morning, it is planning to go off as scheduled. And um, Izzo, when he talked to us, made it clear that this is what the players want. They have the option to, um, you know, continue this pause. Um, and every individual player does have the option. If they say, hey, I, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel up to playing. Um, they have the option individually to sit out as well. But um, it sounds like the team wants to play. All the individuals want to play. Um, and Izzo described it as kind of, um, their process of moving forward and, you know, if they can, if they can do anything that's going to help out people on campus, you know, give some sort of, um, diversion, distraction, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, he brought up a lot of times in the past where, you know, shoot from 9-11 to a, a lot of tragedies, you know, sports have kind of helped, um, you know, kind of bring people out of stuff. I mean, I think that's kind of what they're hoping, but, um, obviously been, um, a, a strange week, a lot of conversations. I mean, Izzo and his staff are checking in on players constantly, just how they're doing, because grief is not linear. You know, you have good times mm-hmm. and bad times. So, um, there, so best I can say, I guess, from talking to Izzo is that they're working through it. You know, had sure. what he, what he called a terrible practice on Wednesday, their first day back, uh, which was understandable, uh, a little bit better on Thursday, but, um, I, I don't think anybody knows what to expect um, out of Michigan State when they come out on Saturday. Maybe they'll be, um, maybe it'll be like before. Maybe they'll come out terrible. Maybe they'll be, you know, galvanized by everything and come out well. Um, it, it's really, it's really anybody's guess is to, is to how this really affects them on Saturday. Sure, and even without that, with these two teams, that's been that's been a question mark. Uh, you know how exactly they're gonna they're gonna look on the court. Um, now Michigan's doing a lot of things uh, leading up to this game, and we already know you know Jawan Howard and members of his staff you know, reached out to Tom Izzo and members of his mm-hmm. staff, kind of you know immediately to to check in. But you know in the in the kind of pregame ceremony, um, you know they're going to be Michigan players are going to wear special you know warm up shirts. Uh, you know the women's team played last night in Indiana and. Uh, so if they're the same thing, it's a, you know, Spartan logo inside a, inside a heart. Um, they're going to be shirts given out to the, you know, student section and, and student t- and season and, and ticket holders as other ticket holders as well. Uh, you know, a moment of silence, a large, uh, Spartan strong flag in the student section, uh, at Chrysler center, uh, the Michigan pep band is going to perform uh, Michigan state's alma mater. Uh, they're doing a kind of lighting show with with LED wristbands that'll you know uh, light the arena green and white during the moment of silence. So it'll be it'll be a sobering pregame and and kind of a a weird vibe overall. I mean, as as sports tend to do once the game starts, it's a it's a competition you know between two teams that that mm-hmm. you know are rivals and uh, could both you know really use a win this season uh, you know in this particular game. But it is going to be uh, a very, very different vibe, I think, in the arena than typical Michigan, Michigan State games, don't you think? I, I would think so. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think there'll be as much booing. Um, and, you know, I, I think everybody in Michigan is, um, has been very classy through it all. I know Tom Izzo appreciates it. And I think the students are very cognizant of all these issues. And I don't think there'll be um, a lot of the nastiness um, that, that's typically associated with this rivalry. And, and that's good, honestly. You know, we talked right. before the first one about needing to turn the temperature down a little bit, especially after what happened in the fall in football. And um, certainly you would have hoped that it wouldn't take something like this for that to happen. But um, if if people kind of come to an understanding a little bit more, Azor talked yesterday about 
he always wants there to be an underlying respect. And I think right. this is um, two programs showing respect for one each other, for one another um, when this happened. But yeah, it's going to be weird. I mean, Thomas will probably not be called an angry midget for the first time ever in Chrysler and um, things like that. So maybe that'll throw him off. Um, I don't know. But um, it, it, the only thing I can say is it's going to be a Michigan-Michigan State game, unlike uh, me, you, or anyone else who's ever seen before. I know. Like, part of me, it's like they don't, neither side necessarily wants that. Like, Izzo, mm-hmm. like, you know, he probably, you know, yes, he, he, he thrives off of that kind of atmosphere to a certain extent. Um, you know, as long as it's, there is a fine line between, you know, like kind of playful trash talking and then, you know, yeah, getting, getting nasty. Um, you wonder, yes, if there'll even be less of, uh, of the former, though, um, in this game. You know, you think of a player like Hunter Dickinson, for example, is he, mm-hmm. you know, kind of capable of, of kind of dialing that down? We, we'll, we'll see, I guess. Um, now, you know, Michigan's uh, NCAA tournament resume was was thin, uh, you know, before they lost at home to to Indiana last Saturday and, you know, at Wisconsin on Tuesday. Uh, now they're 14 and 12 overall, eight and seven in the Big Ten. Um, I don't know. These five remaining regular season games seem less important to me than you know the potential four in the Big Ten tournament, because that seems to be Michigan's most likely path to actually getting in the NCAA tournament is to win that automatic bid. Uh, um but but still, to even to even do that uh, in Chicago, um, you know, you kind of want to show some improvement here over the next couple of weeks, and it it can start on Saturday, I guess. Uh, you know, the offense in particular has really struggled down the stretch of, of recent games. They didn't score for the last five plus minutes against Indiana and lose by one. Yes, against Wisconsin, uh, they missed eight shots in a row at one point late. Um, Hunter Dickinson only took three shots in the second half of that game. He missed them all. Uh, so it's just been, it's been, it's been interesting. It's been, you know, road after the Wisconsin game, you know, they talk about good teams. They find a way to a win, to win. Michigan has kind of found new ways to lose games, um, because the defense has been, has been great. I mean, Wisconsin didn't make a shot, uh, field goal for the final 10 plus minutes of, of the game and, and, and still won, won. Yes. you know, so it's, it's just, it's kind of mind boggling. Uh, you know, Michigan did not have Terrence Williams, uh, the second in that game, they're starting power forward. He'd been struggling much of the year, um, but yeah, he was injured, um, and it wasn't just about not having him in um, and then having someone else. But it was it was then you know you lose even a little more depth um, on a team that doesn't have a ton. So uh, yeah, no no word yet on whether he'll be available for Saturday. We'll get to talk to Juwan Howard in a little bit here, though. I'm sure he'll just you know continue to say day to day. So who knows? But that's kind of where Michigan stands entering this game. Uh, you know, what What about the Spartans? I know they've won two in a row. I, I would expect another low-scoring game on Saturday because Michigan State is, is playing pretty good defense as well. Just just held Ohio State to 41 points um, in their building, um, held Maryland to 58 at home in the game before that. So I, I'm not sure they're, they're that different of a team. I think what's changed a lot is their schedule, frankly. Um, you know, they had this seven-game stretch where they played Purdue twice, they played Rutgers twice, they played at Indiana, and they played at Illinois. Um, and they did part of that with Malik Hall injured, and then part of it with him coming back and kind of working his way back. Um, so um, they went two and seven, um, or excuse me, two and five in a mm-hmm. seven game stretch. And but they weren't really sounding alarm bells. Yeah, I think they kind of knew that this is a very difficult schedule stretch. Uh, Michigan State is frankly a step below those top tier teams, and they're probably going to lose most of their games on the road um, against your Purdue's and, and Rutgers and um, uh, Illinois and teams like that. Um, but 
they get back at it, beat Maryland at home, uh, when it looks even better now after what Maryland did uh, the other night to Purdue um, and one at Ohio State. So um, they've been able to kind of stay off the bubble, I think. Um, they're they're sitting at 16 and nine. They were kind of flirting with maybe being in the conversation, but I think they're they're in a good spot where as long as they don't the wheels don't come off here um, in the next five games and they um, you know, they've got Ohio State at home. They've got Nebraska on the road, which is looking a little tougher, but still doable. Um, uh, as long as the wheels don't come off, I think they're in pretty good shape. Um, they're getting healthy. They're getting a little, they got really all their players back. They're getting a little bit more rested. Um, and they're, they're playing good defense. So I, I think they're in a, they're in a pretty good spot here. I know they want to get a little bit of momentum going towards the postseason as every team does. Um, and I think they're, the schedule should allow them to do, to do some of that. Although, you know, the other thing, different thing about their schedule is the teams they played in the last couple of games don't have the dominant big man. And, and that's been Michigan State's Achilles heel. I know they beat Michigan in the first game with, with Hunter Dickinson, but the teams that have, that have really beaten them, you know, your Purdue's, um, your Rutgers, your Indiana's. I mean, these are the teams with the dominant centers and Michigan State. Um, it's no secret is, is pretty weak in the front court. Um, that just doesn't have um, just doesn't have a solid big man to to defend them. Miles Sissoko is a little undersized. So um, you mentioned Hunter Dickinson with his over three. I mean, I feel like this is what we talk about every um, every game um, in this series in the last couple of years. But um, if he gets going and get into a rhythm, Michigan State has shown that he, it can it really struggles to stop um, to stop those sorts of guys. And then I, I know they're worried about Kobe Bufkin too and the way he's playing. If he can get going, that can, that can certainly be a compliment to that. Yeah, I mean, Michigan State would gladly take, you know, a repeat of, of, of last performance, uh, you know, on, on January 7th at, at the Breslin Center. Dickinson shoots 50% from the field, but, you know, the rest of the Wolverines don't do much of anything. They shoot three for 20 from three as a team. So, you know, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't let Dickinson completely go off. He only, he only took... Uh, two free throws in that game, um, you know, and then then you limit limit the rest of the guys. That was just, I mean, I think everyone's hoping for a uh, kind of better game uh, than that was, at least offensively. Michigan State won 59-53. Uh, it was 27-18 at half. Again, Michigan's shooting numbers were just dreadful. Three for 20 from three. Um, and, and, you know, you credit Michigan State's defense, but there were definitely, I, I remember very well, some, you know, open looks, um, you know, especially in the first half of that game that they just, they just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't convert on. Jed Howard hit, hit two of those threes, but, you know, the rest of the guys not, not good at all. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Again, I, I talked about the offense kind of struggling down the stretch um, in recent games, um, but they've gotten off to okay starts. So maybe, you know, at home, they can kind of try to build off that momentum here in a rivalry game. Um, but it's just it's just been a weird a weird season overall for Michigan. I mean, you know how you, you say about some of the good teams, you know, that they're uh, you know, the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. It's kind of the opposite for Michigan at times because they've got, you know, individual pieces. Dickinson and, and, and Jed Howard's being talked about as a potential first round pick, you know, in this year's draft. And, you know, Kobe Bufkin has taken a, a big step forward. Um, but it just hasn't hasn't really, you know, coalesced for for Michigan, you know, offensively. And then they've just they've just never been that solid uh defensively either. So um you, you just wonder. Rebounding was a was a major problem um, you know, against against Wisconsin, a team that doesn't really crash the offensive boards that yeah. much. So um yeah, that could that could definitely be a factor on Saturday as well. Yeah, uh, guys to watch for Michigan State. Uh, Joey Howard is coming off 
back-to-back uh, 20-point games, um, playing really as, as well as any as at any point um, in his Michigan State career, playing with a lot of confidence, shooting um, shooting a very high percentage from three. So Michigan State or Michigan will will have to stay out on him. You know, really, anytime he's left open, he's been he's been hitting the last last couple of weeks. Um, and then AJ Hogard playing better, uh, hit kind of a lull there when Michigan State wasn't playing well, but. Um, he's handling the ball well, um, distributing it pretty well. And, you know, Michigan State wants to push the tempo more. It's kind of been talking about that all season. Um, class of Michigan State is to play fast, get buckets on the fast break. Um, they, they've struggled to do that consistently this year. So they're going to want to push the pace. Uh, whether they can uh, remains to be seen. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope we see a little bit better game than last time. I mean, it. Yeah, it's always that eternal question with a good defense or just bad offense. Um, I, I think that was probably just not good offense from both teams. So hopefully we get to see. Um, I mean, it was close. Michigan cut it to four. Right. Um, it wasn't a blowout or anything. Um, but just, you know, man, watching the Big Ten this year is tough sometimes, man. Some of these, the way some of these games go. So hopefully, hopefully we see, uh, we see a little score, um, higher scoring stuff, um, a close game on Saturday. But, you know, it, it, there's always something to, to, to watch and talk about when it comes to this game. Absolutely. So yeah, 8 p.m. uh tip time on on Fox. That's not I didn't, I didn't get my official tip time yet. We don't I didn't get that email yet. Uh, I, I like to give the specific one. I think it could be one of those eight oh fives, potential eight ten, although with the, the late game on Fox, maybe not. Maybe they can lock in a time. The but, late game on Fox will probably go to eleven thirty with how many commercials. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, with with again with a you know very unique kind of lead up and and you know the, the the pregame ceremony and all that so we'll have we'll have plenty of coverage uh, on mlive.com of leading up to the game and during it and after uh, so please stay tuned for that and thanks for listening